That was a really good show you produced last night, Heather. Thank you. I'm trying. You're doing well. You're like working your ass off. Like you're having tons and tons of shows and they're all good. And people are seeing that <laughs> the tiger mom quality of craziness yeah. be put to use, but it's producing a really good show that people want to go to. Like it's done professionally and people want to be there. Yeah. I was excited because I did not expect as many people to show up as that did. Yeah. Besides your group of seven, which was amazing to have, we had 10 more people come. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And it makes a huge difference. I think it was a good crowd. It does. Seven of them were my people. <laughs> um, but it was fun. I yeah. had a really good set. Like I enjoyed myself yeah. last night. And It really does matter when you have an audience. I don't understand why people don't bring friends to their shows. And I understand yeah. to a certain extent, like you have too many shows and you can't bring someone sure. all the time and your friends stop wanting to see your comedy to a certain yeah. extent. But I'm like in the middle of my second year and I just found new friends, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, I don't know, a very well seasoned comic. I'm not going to say his name because I respect him a whole lot. was like, I just don't like bringing my friends anymore because they just ask stupid questions and like want me to do certain jokes. And I'm like, then do those stupid jokes yeah, for them. Yeah, that's like your greatest hits for them. What are I'm you like, talking about? I'm like, why would you be upset because they want you to hear your joke? And they're like, well, they don't understand how it works, you know? Like, they don't understand that I'm working on new material and <sighs> whatever. And I'm sitting here going, but if they have a favorite joke and they're coming out to see you, take the two seconds, two minutes, like, whatever yeah. long that joke is and do it for them. Like, that's amazing and how honored yeah. that your friends want to come back again, even though they're going to see the same material because they love your material and they love you. Yeah. Like, it made no sense to me, so... My goal is to at least bring one person. Yeah, to a I think show. if every comedian brought one person to a show, because I've been on shows where it's typically like at least six, minimum six comedians. Even if everybody just <laughs> want one person, that's six people in the audience, five you don't really know. Yeah, so that would be nice. Like, yeah, it'd be fun. I just think that if people brought some, like at least one person, and then it's also about promoting, like I'm paying to promote this show. We put it up on the patch and that's where seven of the people, other people showed up. Awesome. Was how much patch does that cost? Um, it depends on how many neighborhoods and how many days and the more neighborhoods, the more days you do, it goes a cheaper rate per thing. Yeah. But this was like $2. So my $2 investment brought 10 people. That's awesome. I think that's a pretty good investment. That is a really good investment. Yeah. Next month is going to be scary because we're starting to charge for the show. We're going to charge five bucks. So... Five and, bucks and an ice cream? Mm -hmm. Or okay. no, any purchase. So they can just buy a bottle of water if they want for $1.75. Okay. So a one item purchase. You can buy the cheapest thing if you want, bottle of water and $5 for the show. Because we had it once where like 22 tickets had been claimed on Eventbrite. Mm -hmm. And we only have 30 listed because the space is so small. And I think two showed up. Oh, so we want to make people be a little bit more serious about coming to see the show. And so got to pay five bucks up front. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. I mean, got to make money somehow. Yeah, we're going to turn it into um, giving a raffle. So at the very end, like we'll buy a $10 gift card to Handles and we'll do a little raffle at the very end of the show and just be like, hey, so maybe you'll win your money back. And then they'll have to come back to the next show. To right. Like, <laughs> to use the, <laughs> to gift, to use the card. gift card. It works out well. You're listening to the Mother Effin' Podcast with Patty Crouch and Heather Draguleski. So uh, I started calling all these agencies and the first question I asked when they answered the phone was, do you accept 
former drug addicts. Um, some of them asked, you know, like, well, how long? What kind of drugs are we talking? Um, but Koinonia was like, well, let's see what we can do. Just come on down and let's figure it out. And so they accepted all the hours from um, Snobby Agency. That's yeah. awesome. And we went, we had to like just attend their orientation, which was totally different than the Snobby one. Um, because Coin O'Neill was like, well, we got to make sure that you guys are good at the foundation before we add this little third peak to your triangle stuff. And so... Um, That's awesome. I, I, whenever someone asks me whether or not they want to go to the county or not, and I'm like, no, a county just needs a bed. Like, they just yeah. need a bed for yeah. a child. But like, no, I love foster it. agencies take care of the whole family. Yeah. It's just yeah. about me as it is them because we're a unit now. Like, we got to figure it out together. Yeah. No, they're, they, it was awesome. Like, we knew okay, this is where we're meant to be. Yeah. And so then as we finished all that process, um, those classes and all that, we got down to the home study. And so typically a home study takes like, what, like 10 hours, right? Mm -hmm. They interview mom, they interview dad, and then they interview you together. They do some background checks, your reference checks and all that good stuff. But because I had two other adults living in the house, so they interviewed my husband and I, then us together, then potential grandma and my oldest nephew who was living and then they came back to my husband again because of his experiences. The fact that he was abused as a kid, like mm -hmm. physically abused. The fact that he was a recovering drug addict, like all these things. And our um, home study guy, I don't think that's his official title. <laughs> no, that's on his <laughs> job. That's, that's on his business card. That's on his yeah. business, business home card. Study yeah. so home study guy. Home study guy. Home Like beating up your equipment. <laughs> home study guys, like, will you see a therapist? Like, uh, he's like a clinical drug counselor, therapist, blah, 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 something. And my husband was like, what, right now? Let's go. Like, tell me where. I just have to get gas probably, you know? <laughs> and so he saw the therapist. I think it was one or two sessions. I wanted to go just out of curiosity and because I like to micromanage my husband sometimes. <laughs> Y'all are the yeah. same that yeah. way. And then um, home study guy was like, no, he has to do it by himself. He has to show that he can like face his demons and explain his stuff. Yeah. And I was like, okay, fine. I'll sit home and pout by myself. So he went and then the therapist had to like write a letter to be included in the home study. And I remember that in the letter, the therapist like quoted one of their sessions where he told my husband like, tell me how I know you're never going to use again or explain how you know you're going to stay sober or something like that. Yeah. And my husband's response was, well, I can't tell you anything. I have to show you. So just watch me do it. And um, I was pretty impressed by that. Like, yeah. What? Yeah. Like, because I think a person who, who maybe isn't, as sober as they think they're going to be, would be like, oh, yes, of course. I'm going to blah, 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 blah. I'm going to do this and that. I'm going to change my ways. Yeah. But I think a person who understands their fragility in life and who understands the risk is going to be like, no, you're going to have to watch. Yeah. And I like how he said it. Like, well, just watch me, you know? Yeah. Um, And so we were approved. So Ju June 19, 2011, we were approved at nine in the morning. And we were so excited. We're like, let's go celebrate. Let's go to lunch. And our friend was over and it was his birthday. So we we're going to take him out for his birthday. We were getting ready to leave and my phone rang and I answered it. And I'm like, oh, hey. And they're like, hey, it's us. It's quite an end. I'm like, oh, wonderful. And they're like, hey, because you've been in this process for so long, it would have been like maybe two years at that point because mm -hmm. we were with Snobby Agency for a couple months yeah. and then trying to finish it up with Quinonia. They're like, almost everything's expired. Like, we need your updated car insurance. <laughs> we need your updated medical records. We need this. We need, like, a whole list of stuff. And I was like, okay, cool. You know, I'll work on it. I'm on summer break. Can I get it to you, like, you know, Monday or Tuesday, like a week from now? And they're like, 
no, you have an hour because we already have a placement for you. What? And I was like, what? No. So crazy. I was like, no, you called the wrong person. Are you sure you mean Carrie? Because like I was just certified. You can't possibly trust me to take a kid already, right? And so let me backtrack a little because Patty, you had asked me, was it all? Was it only adoption? And there was a part during the training, especially at Koinonia. Yeah. Like they bring in kids yeah. that tell you their story. Like teenagers, not like- yeah. Not like little- Not like kids. a five-year-old, like, hey, my mom did blah, blah, blah. And now, no, these were like older kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and they would share their story of how they jumped from like home to home to home to home. And terrible stories that would just- embed these little tiny cracks in your heart until finally I was like, okay, I'm going to foster. I don't care. Yeah. Bring me everybody. Bring me your dog. Bring me your cat. I don't care. (laughs) I will foster everybody. It's fine. So now back to certification day, they're like, yeah, we have an emergency foster case. Mom has moved counties and legally he has to move with them. Yeah. And so we did like crazy running around. We were not ready at all. We didn't have a crib. We didn't have clothes. We didn't have a car seat. We had nothing. See, we wouldn't have been signed off without at least one of any of those. I don't know if maybe in like LA County, they're just like so, they were so desperate at the time. I don't know. But I think, I think because I remember if you wanted an infant, like we were supposed to have a crib. Well, Koinonia had like a stash. Yeah. So I think it was this strange thing where it's like, well, we'll just give you what you need if if that's what you're going to get. Kind of yeah, thing. that's oh, what no, they did. We had to prove like whatever our profile was. Mm-hmm. We had set up for that. Gotcha. No, uh, when they called us, I was like, we don't have anything. Yeah. And Quinnia was like, well, we can get you a car seat. We can get you some clothes, yeah. um, some diapers. We, we can give you enough to carry you for like one or two days while you get the rest together. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to go buy a crib at least because I'm not trying to stick yeah. this six-month-old boy in a, a box on the floor, you know? <laughs> um, so... We drove to, so we got a crib and all this stuff. And then we picked him up. And um, so I don't want to use my kids' names because one of them is like really nervous about people in his life finding out he's adopted. So yep. we're going to call this one my first placement, sexy hair. Because he has like this little swoopy thing that he can do where he like flicks his head and his hair just kind of goes like, like in the movies, like yeah. slow motion, like oh, whoosh. When he becomes a teenager. Oh God. And he has beautiful eyes. Yeah. He's just amazing little boy. Sexy so hair. we got sexy hair. He was six months old. He entered foster care when he was two months old. Grandma had taken him to a hospital thinking he was having seizures. And the doctor there was like, oh, no, these aren't seizures. These are withdrawal symptoms. Ugh. And so they like ran a blood test, but the test wouldn't come back positive, but they had no proof that it was a seizure. Yeah. And so because he had failure to thrive, he hadn't gained any weight from when he was a baby baby. They took him into foster care. Oh, my gosh. So he's two months old. He was two months old. The infant size. Mm -hmm. And by pure coincidence, he was placed in a home that specialized in treating medically fragile kids. Mm. So this foster mom typically had kids with like air tanks and equipment and all this stuff. But she was the only open home in Orange County. And so she's like, I'll take him temporarily. Yeah. So she had him for four months. And in that time, he had like gained weight, but he was still missing a lot of his developmental milestones. Yeah. So when he moved in with us, they told us, you know, he's going to have a neurologist. He's probably going to have um, autism. He might be mentally retarded. All these different things, like telling us all the scary stuff up front. Yeah. Um, but everything in the county works a billion times slower than mm-hmm. the rest of the world, I'm convinced, because by the time he actually saw the neurologist, the neurologist was like, no, he's fine. <laughs> he's already made up his developmental mind. Whatever yeah. you're doing, keep doing it. And yeah, like, he's a smart kid. He's really smart. All just, of our kids are smart. He was yeah. just like understimulated. Yeah. So like yeah. in our house, 
we have, you know, my husband and I, my mom, my nephew living there at the time, plus my brothers are my neighbors. So their kids are always in our house. Plus we have dogs. So it was just like stimulation yeah. <laughs> coming at him left and right. Plus going to church. Yeah. Like this little guy didn't have a chance to just lay in a crib and be unattended. Everybody yeah. was like all up in his personal space all the time. Yeah. So we have him. And then three months later, Koinonia sends out like these email blasts. Oh, we have this kid, this kid, this kid, this kid, this kid. So they this, don't even. This. Oh, okay. Wow. So they don't even think of like a family. They just send an email blast of like, hey, we want this one. No, like we have these many kids available. Yeah. And it was like going into a weekend. So I think the office had already closed. Yeah. Because it was like, no, it wasn't a weekend. It was like a Wednesday because I was taking my mom to church. So I was in the backseat. I remember I was in the backseat with sexy hair and my phone starts like boop, 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 email, 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 email. So it was after closing time. Yeah. And so rather than the one person who was in the office still, like the 24-hour person, mm-hmm. I guess, yeah, yeah, they shot out an email. Hey, we have these six calls. Does anybody have an open bed? Is anybody interested before they, we start? They do think of families and try to match if they can. Yeah. But they also have other ones in that they're like, look, we'll just do a blast. And if anybody's willing to open up their heart or their home mm-hmm. to these kids, you could, you know, we'll do that as well. Interesting. That's so, not yeah. the way ours. Yeah. Is so it, not right or wrong. Just no. different. It's just different. So we're driving and I'm like, hey guys. So I tell my mom and my husband, hey guys, you want another baby? And they're like, uh, like at Target or what? And I'm like, <laughs> no, I got an email from Quinonia. They have like these six kids in the hospital that they all need to find homes for. And they're like, sure, let's take one more. And so I kind of, I really just went through my email and was like, okay, that was the first one. I'll respond to that one. So I responded to the first email about the first baby. Oh my gosh. And he was four days old. Um, we picked him up at the hospital that day. And I kicked myself because I didn't take pictures of him in the hospital. Oh. Like when they rolled him out yeah. in the little baby cage thing. Yeah. I'm like, I should have taken pictures. And he had like this glorious hair. Just yeah. like giant. <laughs> like, like, like a little orangutan. I'm just dumbfounded because like our agency would not do that. Like our agency is like you have one case and that is all. Like you, your well-being can only handle one case. It's too crazy with parental visits and all sorts of stuff. Like you have one case. And then even after adoption, they make you wait like a year. Yeah, I know. Koinonia, I think is, would red flag if they thought you couldn't handle it. Yeah. Like I got a call about my kid's uh, brother and I was kind of like, uh, 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 and I talked it through with the Koinonia um, social worker I was with and she's like, I think there's a lot going on. And she really helped me come to the decision that was sitting there, which is I can't take this baby at this time. So always there's a push to keep family together, but my social worker was like, I know what you're going through. I know what's happening. It's not wise. I don't think this is a yeah. good situation. Interesting. Just I can come back to that too. Yeah. We, a little further along along the path of my journey, right? Yeah. So we pick them both up. So no, if we don't pick them both up. We pick yeah. up my, he's a lefty, so I'm gonna call him lefty. So we pick up lefty. And so now we have these two boys who are nine months and four days apart. And so when we're out and about, we are like lugging around our little babies. And so because sexy hair was so undersized and lefty was like a normal size birth. So the thing I really appreciate about his mom is that even though she was in a very difficult situation, she immediately like cleaned up and stopped using when she was pregnant. So he had a very clean pregnancy. So why was he detained? Because she was mentally unstable. She was like screaming and yelling at him in the hospital. Okay. Like, yeah. what's wrong with you? You're like, just like, and so they were worried. And then she was already red flagged mm-hmm. because she had two other kids previously adopted out of foster care. Yeah, that's always a red flag. Yeah. Don't so, have a birth plan. Have so a, a couple plan. months in, they said, okay, Lefty's been fast-tracked. 
<laughs> what does fast track mean? Meaning that they're moving straight to adoption. They're not going to try to do yeah. reunification because she already had two that were adopted. Yeah, out. Jackson was fast tracked two and a half years. <laughs> so <laughs> that's why I was like, well, hmm. the thing with Lefty though is that we were actually really hopeful for him because. Yeah. Mom was bringing him formula. She was bringing him clothes. Wow. She brought him like this little amazing little rocker thing. I yeah. mean, it looked like it was from the 70s, but dude, that thing like could put him to sleep like nobody else. It, like <laughs> rock side to side and like a little yeah. hula dance kind of, it was amazing. Like even the dog was like, I want to get up in there. And I was like, <laughs> um, so we were really, really hoping. So this was October. We're like, oh, he's for sure going to go back. I'm so proud of her. She's really making strides. Yeah, fast track. And then we go to Colorado for Christmas break to visit my childhood friends. And we get a call like, hey, have you heard from mom? I'm like, why Why would I hear from mom? Yeah. They're like, oh, she hasn't come to any of her court dates. Oh. And so we're like, dude, what is going on? And so we reach out to her and we're like, hey, you know, you haven't gone to court. Like you're close to getting lefty back. Like what's going on? No response. About a week passes by and she calls us on New Year's Eve. Mm. And is like, I heard you were looking for me. We're like, well, yeah, you kind of just disappeared. And she's like, oh, I left. I went to Mexico. I came back with my cousin. I have a house now in the back of my cousin's furniture store. So now I have a place for him to come home. And we're like, oh, okay, good. Good to know. Yeah. And then that's it. That's the last time we heard from her. So um, our attorney was like all like super proud of himself. He's like, that's right. That's right. I'm getting him adopted in under a year, which <laughs> never happens. Oh, no, it doesn't. So we adopted him. 363 days after he came to live with us. So Holy it was like two days after his first birthday. My gosh. Okay. That is insane. So while we have sexy hair and lefty. Our- Which by the way, sexy hair looks like the perfect blend of Carrie and her husband. They like, you're like, yeah, that's the product of the two of them. And then lefty looks just like her husband. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Go melon. Yeah, yeah. The same like coloring and stuff. Yeah. So, because I'm like, I'm white and mm-hmm. my husband is Puerto Rican and Guatemalan. So he's a, darker than me. Yeah. Yeah. So sexy hair looks like, okay, he could be mixed. Yeah. He could be like white and something. And he is, he's white and Mexican. Mm-hmm. His biological dad is Mexican. And then lefty mom was Mexican and then she never said who dad was. So he could be anything. Yeah. 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 So in this time with these two sweet little baby angels, right? Yeah. Our koinonia starts like, hey, you know what? I think you'd be a good match for like big kids. You guys have the life experience. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, they're like to my husband, like you're a former Wait, drug you, addict. Okay, that, you grew well. up in the system. You know, you were you were beat when you were little. Like you have a lot yeah. of experience. This is going to be good. We think you can handle big kids. <laughs> so the snobby agency was like, no. And this yeah. agency is like, we like them when they do crack because <laughs> then they can relate to the kids better. <laughs> right. And so, no meth, not crack. So, um, so we start like thinking about it and praying mm-hmm. about it and considering it. And we're like, so let's say hypothetically, if we were to say yes, when would this happen? And they're like, well, you have to be certified exactly a year and then we can consider it. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, cool. So June 19th, 2012, we get a call for a mm-hmm. sibling set and they're girls. And we're like, Ooh, I don't know if we can do girls, you know? Um, and they're like, oh no, they're just the right age. We think they'll do well with the boys. I, we think this is going to be a good thing for you. And I'm like, okay, well, let me think about it. And about maybe 15 minutes later, my Quinonia agency agent calls me back or worker, excuse yeah. me. She's like, if somebody else calls you for this, I don't think you should say yes. And I'm like, why, why, why should I say no? They're like, well, they're getting moved from their current home because the oldest sister beat up her grandma. 
And you have an, well, I call my mom, my old lady. (laughs) You have your old lady in your house. Like this could potentially be bad for you. So who was calling you about the, if it was. Koinonia, they were calling us. But there's two different people. But sometimes there's, so there's like the agent, the, why do you keep saying agent? Like they're planning my trip to Thailand or something. There's different social workers. So like there's adoption social workers, there's like intake coordinators. Right. And then they have a supervisor and then there's like the head. Yeah, we had that too, but I guess it was just like one person who would have been the point of contact. No, well, I think when it's like, like an emergency, though, they're like just yeah. trying to get it done quick. Interesting. Go for it. So um, then a few minutes later, she calls me back and she's like, absolutely, you need to say no. And I was like, okay, why? She's like, well, the reason these girls are in foster care is because they witnessed their dad murder their infant sister. <gasps> oh, my God. And oh. I was like, oh, yeah, I know. I'm definitely not equipped for that. Yeah. Like, no, we're still like really new at this. We're just yeah. going to mess that yeah. all up. That's going to mm-hmm. be a super hot mess. And so we had said no. And then nothing happened the rest of the day. And I was like, what? Sexy hair came like two hours afterwards. <laughs> They're so desperate to give out big kids like their candy. Like, where's my candy? Where's my big kids? <laughs> and the next day, we're like out and about shopping for furniture because we're like, okay, we could get the call any day now. You know, we need to be able to put some big kids. Yeah. They're not going to fit in cribs and toddler beds. Like, we need to get some beds. And we were picking up the mattresses when they call us and they're like, we have a sibling set. And I'm like, okay. And they're like, it's two boys. Okay, well, one of them's not quite your age range. He's seven, but the older brother is 11. So we think they're going to be like a good, and they're a sibling set. So I'm like, all right, cool. So at this point, Lefty has been adopted, like just in the process. Yeah. Now, no, he wasn't even adopted no, yet. No, I don't think so. Because I adopted him in October of 2012, and we're still in July 2012. Okay. So in July 2012, we're like, we have the sibling set. Do you want them? I'm like, sure, let's do this. Um, so we're waiting around, nobody calls, nobody calls, nobody calls. And then at like eight o'clock, they're like, okay, we're five minutes from your house. I was like, oh, <laughs> wow, that was quick. Okay, cool. And they come in and poor guys, they just like look so scared yeah, and nervous Aww. and just like quiet. They're not quiet. Well, no, they still are. They're really yeah. quiet and they're fiercely private. So yeah. that's why they're like, I want you to talk about me. And I'm like, don't worry, you're not gonna be famous. Nobody knows why. <laughs> um, and they, uh, too, they too, they should have gone back. They should have gone back. And I'm gonna mm-hmm. respect my my moody teenagers' request yeah. that I not share a lot, but they should have gone back. There's no reason that they didn't go back. Well, I mean, there the is court, reasons. The court had reasons. Yeah, but so this mom and mom was working. The- mom was doing everything she was supposed to. There were just some and hiccups, unfortunately, some- that happened in the road that made it impossible in the end. Yeah. And I think there were decisions made that were made for the best interest of the boys. Right. And so so they're in our house for three or four months. Let's see, July, August, September, October. Like four months and we adopt Lefty. Um, I think we go to that party too because it's a Halloween party. Yeah, it's yeah. a Halloween party. And I came and you're like, you came? Yeah, because it was far, I remember. Yeah. And so I, I kind of want to figure out like the timeline because this is like really messing with my head. So she gets, first, it's like well, sec- crazy. Yeah. her first call is for sexy what, hair. Sexy hair is like three months before our call for the girls. Yeah. Which is like a, wait, when was your call for Oh, your it kids? took me like two years to get mine. I already yeah. had the bigs. Yeah. She already had like when I got my kids. So what, we, what we, year was your kids? 2014. So your kids were the year that Jackson. 
See, yeah. I feel like we need a big, massive time. Like, <laughs> these kids came here, and this kid's in here. Because, like, I add my other foster families, yeah. and it's just so crazy how... It's, like, weird, yeah. right? Yeah. So, um, so we have the bigs. We have the littles. One of the littles is adopted. Um, the other little, our sexy hair, he... So mom says she wants him, but it's not, she's, not doing this, she's not doing anything in the system. And it turns out that Sexy Hair has an older brother. An older brother has been in and out of the system with birth mom. So older brother got taken away, and then mom would work the system, get him back. And mm-hmm. then she'd get him taken away again, and he would go back with the family he was with. So the family he was with was really like affluent. Mom was homeless most of the time. Yeah. So he would go from affluence to homelessness. Affluence oh, to homelessness. Man. Affluence to homelessness. So here comes sexy hair and older brother's like, I don't want anything to do with him. That's going to totally bring mom back into my picture. Like, I don't want that. Like, yeah. Leave. No, no. That's how we got him. Yeah. Because they called older brother's family and was like, hey, he has a little brother. Do you want him? And they're like, we can't. Mm-hmm. He's like having a really hard time. So a couple some time passes. We adopted Sexy Hair November 2013. Okay. So a couple months before that, right? It's like this whole time just life has been happening, mm-hmm. visits, county workers, blah, blah, blah. And I go to the doctor, the same doctor who in my infertility was like, hey, you have this teeny tiny tumor, but we're not going to work on it right now because you're doing infertility. And I was like, hey, remember how you told me I had a tumor like three years ago? I think maybe (laughs) we should do something about that now. And he's like, okay, yeah, you know, are you planning on getting pregnant? And I'm like, dude, it's been 13 years. It's not going to happen. In 13 years, I have four kids. Yeah. Yeah, and I have four kids. I'm good. (laughs) And he's like, okay, well, let me get Wait, time out. So at this point, Lefty's adopted. Sexy hairs is foster. Is foster. Is foster and the bigs are, are foster. Are foster right. with intent to return home. With yes. With with re, with intent to what is it called? Reunify. Reunify. Yeah. Reunify. That was the expectation. Right. Uh, we. I mean, we. Chris and I went into the hearts of we do this so that the bio parents can get their act together. We can show them Jesus. Yes. Yeah. And then if it doesn't happen, great. We explain our family. Yeah. No, that we got there too. Eventually, at some point along the line, we did yeah. get there too. Um, so doctor's like, okay, I'm going to hook you up with an endocrinologist and we're going to blah, blah, blah. So I'm sitting with the endocrinologist and she's like, well, we have two options. We can either remove the teeny tiny tumor or we can treat it with medication. And I'm like, let's see, surgery, pills, surgery, pills. Oh, let's do the pills. You show, well, that's yeah. odd. <laughs> well, because it, to, so to, you have to go through my nose. Oh my God. So I was like, I actually really like my nose. Like what if surgery messes it up? <laughs> and then it's like crooked or like on my forehead. So I'm like, let's just try the pills. Like yeah. the most in, the less invasive as possible. Yeah. And she looks at me and she's like, well, you know, because these pills are treating your pituitary gland, this is going to regulate your cycle. You could get pregnant. And again, I'm like, dude, it's been 13 years. Like, it's not going to happen. It just, I've already accepted this. I have yeah. four kids, two dogs, my old lady. Like, we're good. It's yeah. not going to happen. And in the meantime, my husband and I are like busting insanity, that workout, that like crazy one. They're yeah. like dripping sweat. And stuff. Yeah, yeah. So I like drop two pound sizes. And I'm like, oh, look at me all sexy now. And I go shopping and I'm like, I'm not going to buy these pants just in case. Yeah. Like, just in case I lose more weight. Mm-hmm. 
And I go back to the endocrinologist to follow up. And she's like, so I have some news. And I'm like, oh, is the tumor shrinking? She's like, you're pregnant. <laughs> what? And I'm like, what? No. And she's like, I told you so. I'm like, wait, that what? is not okay, nice. Wait, time out. How many times did you get this pill? Once. You took the pill once. One once. cycle. One cycle. So four One times. Cycle. Four, four times. And it's like a tiny pill. It's like a five millimeter pill that I was taking like once or twice a week. Now oh I only goodness. take, now I take half a pill once a week. Why did I like, take Clomid? I should have taken this one cycle. pill. Exactly. I, I, I went as far as do the shots. Screw that. I should be taking this pituitary gland yeah. pill. So one cycle and she's like, I told you so. And I'm like, that is not funny. And I feel actually really bad mm -hmm. because- when I had gained two pounds, I was like devastated. Like I just lost 20 pounds <laughs> and now I'm gaining two. Like, can I keep working out? And the doctor was like, are you smoking crack? Like what's wrong with you? <laughs> like you've tried for 13 years. You are now pregnant and you're like, can I keep losing weight? And I'm like, well, you know, obesity is not good for infertility. And he's like, clearly you're not infertile. You're pregnant. Like you need to move past that. And I was like, okay. Was there any point of you that thought like well this was not gonna this was not gonna stick or this one like did you go to that spot of going well I could lose this one too because that's where no. my brain no no I didn't because I immediately would be like I can't handle another loss I will tell you what's very funny is when Carrie <laughs> I remember when you told me like hey so I'm pregnant like it was no like <laughs> no big deal it was like no excitement it was like yeah so that happened and I was but like I'm oh pregnant. my god oh my god what do you are you I'm so excited she's like Meh. So you want a girl? And she's like, no. My husband did. He wanted a girl. Yeah. It was very funny. She's like, like, daddy's girl. I can get that. Yeah. yeah he wanted a girl. And I was like, be a puppy. No, yeah. No. Um, and so in this time while I'm pregnant, right, um, my bigs, their case is getting like extended and extended and extended. And there's like lots of emotional stuff going on. Mm -hmm. And so now I'm pregnant and I've had a miscarriage, you know, 13 years ago. And so I call Quinania and I'm like, moody teenager who is not a teenager i'm like this i need help like i am pregnant i'm hormonal yeah and we cannot handle the stress of what's going on so i mm -hmm. need help now or i need respite or you got you something i yeah. need help and so we got wraparound services so my pregnancy actually pushed us into getting more support wow. for my big that needed more support but I don't think it was pride. I think it was, we're doing the best we can. Yeah. If we love them enough, maybe it'll happen. Like, you know, I think it was just blind ignorance. I, yeah. I don't even know. But that pushed us to get him more support. Awesome. And so then um, during my pregnancy, I had a very strong pain at work. So I'm maybe like six months pregnant-ish. Mm -hmm. And I walk into my main office and I'm like, ow. Something really hurts. And the secretary's like, what's going on? I'm like, I think you need to call an ambulance. So the ambulance comes, takes me away. And they figure out, uh, sorry, people who are listening, mm -hmm. uh, TMI, I was <laughs> retaining urine. So they give me a catheter. Oh, and that's I'm my like, dream. And I know. I, no, no, no. Take that back. She goes pee so often. <laughs> no, you, no. I need her to have mm. one so we can actually have a full writing session. <laughs> no, 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 no. So doctor comes in and is like, we're going to give you a catheter. Um, and I'm like, me again. So can I go to work tomorrow? <laughs> sure, you can totally go to work. Okay. So I don't call out sick. Yeah. Because I'm like, I can totally go to work tomorrow. So they put this catheter in and I'm like, dude, what is wrong with you? I absolutely cannot go to work tomorrow. <laughs> I am a teacher. Do you know what that means? Like I walk around my classroom like a circuit all day long and I can't even sit here without it hurting. So she's like, oh, well, do you want me to put you out? Uh, that'd be nice. 
<laughs> so she puts me out for three days and I, I finally call school and I'm like, I will come in the morning and I will write sub plans for three days. So I drive myself to school with the catheter attached to my left leg, the little baggy thing, yeah. right? Sitting at the computer, typing up my lesson plans for three days. Now I know I'm crazy, but that's just who I am, right? Like I can't trust a sub to yeah. just kind of handle my babies when I'm not there. But I know it's a little crazy. Mm, you're a teacher. And so then we get the call. Okay, we're finalizing sexy hair's adoption. Here's the date. <laughs> here's the time. And I'm like, dude, I have a catheter have- strapped to my leg, oh, and I am awesome. six months pregnant. I'm like, if we, sorry, I'm like screaming into the mic. I'm like, so if we postpone it, you know, what could happen? They're like, well, you know, two or three months could pass. Biological mom could change her mind. Um, Because at that point, like maybe a couple weeks before that whole catheter thing, birth mom had called us and was like, so I'm going to let them let sexy hair get adopted, but only if you guys will take him. Mm-hmm. she's like will you take them i'm like absolutely we'll take them she's like okay i'm gonna stop fighting the adoption We're yeah like okay cool well she was pregnant uh, and you oh uh, so the social worker later told us like she was scared that if she still had an open dcfs case that they would come and take new baby away gotcha which is true so <laughs> then to be scared of so she stops fighting the adoption and so that was when i was like well what if we postpone it i'm in a lot of pain they're like well it could be two or three months and mom could change her mind i'm like we're what time okay we're gonna be there <laughs> So we adopt sexy hair, six months pregnant, with the catheter bag strapped to my left oh thigh, my sitting in utter pain. Yeah. And we adopt him November 2013. So we had had him over almost two and a half years when we adopted him. Okay. That so, sounds more like a reasonable amount of time. So the bigs, <laughs> the bigs are still there. Yeah. They're just like floating around in foster care and whatnot. I go into labor and I have my little, my little ginger boy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, in terms of looks now. The older two, the oldest one looks like he could be a combo because he's tall like your husband, but he favors he's you. Very, yes, he's, he's very, very fair. fair and he has blonde hair. Yeah. And then the second one is again like a mix. Moody like, teenager like, is mixed. Yeah. But the baby. Looks just like me. Yeah, it's Carrie. He, he's me. <laughs> he, he is me. He, I, he is a, a carbon copy yeah. of me and my mom at this. Like I can put yeah. our pictures side by side by side. And the only way you know he's my husband's child is because he's a giant head. Then we adopted the bigs on April 20th, 420. Mm-hmm. Hey. hey. Not that I smoke weed, but still. <laughs> I do. Hey. Four, <laughs> 420, 2015, I think. Was yes. It, it yeah. was 420, 2015. No. 16. Was 16. Was it after? It was 16. Uh, was, was it after because my kids? My oldest was 15 and a half. Oh. Which means we, when he aged out, we couldn't get adoption assistance anymore for him. Gotcha. Because we had to adopt him at 15. For it to extend until he was 21. Mm. But because he was 15 and a half. Yeah. They cut it. Work. I may be mixed up oh. on that. But so it did was you get it for him or did you not? After he was 18, no. So we okay. he just aged out of that. But yeah, then we adopted the bigs. God, I don't even remember. Oh, I'm a bad mom. <laughs> I know it was 420. Maybe <laughs> it was 2015. I just, did, were they adopted before mine were? Because mine were adopted in June of 2015. And I can't remember if I yours... remember your kids asking my kids, are you going to change your names? Yeah. And I had to kind of intercede because um, Moody Teenager hadn't decided yet. Yeah. And so he at that moment was saying, no, I'm not changing. My you name. know what? I think they did get adopted first. Mine. mine. Yeah. Yours yeah. did. Because then I was like, oh, we're still trying to decide yeah. that. Because... So then it was 4 2018? Yeah. No, it's no. 16. Probably 4 I think 2016. It was, it, when did yours? 
June 1st, 2015. So, uh, yeah, it was 2016. Yeah. See, we have to like line up all our time. Yeah. <laughs> where all of our sweet baby angels fit in. Yeah. It was, oh, and it was very funny because, you know, my kids being older, they were curious, like, are other older kids going to change their name? Yeah. And they sort of did. My oldest did. Yeah. My oldest did change his name. And at first he was like, well, how am I going to explain my name change to my friends? I'm like, be like, I took my dad's name. Mm-hmm. I'm like, they don't need to know that he's your adoptive dad. Just yeah. he's your dad. And so... um are you talking about last names or first names? Last today? names. They kept yeah. their first names. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Moody Teenager has his origin, his birth, full birth name. Um, and then my quiet child, my oldest, he changed his last name. He actually moved his birth last name to his middle and now has my last name. Okay. So now out of all of them then, only one of them doesn't have... My last name. Your last name. Mm-hmm. But he, he just said like three days ago he wants to change it. Does he really? Yeah. So I started looking into it. It's like over $1,000. I was like, yeah, mm-hmm. we're going to have to wait until I go back to school because we're in the month where I don't get paid because I'm a teacher. <laughs> so maybe look, like Look into it though. See if Koinonia can help out in any way. Well, I emailed the adoption attorney we had mm-hmm. and he said, oh, I can totally do it. And it was over $1,000. Oh, I'm like, okay. I'm going to consider my budgetary concerns and timelines and I'll get mm-hmm. back to you because I'm like. I want my I mean, kid to I, have what he I wants. I budgeted whether or not lot. we can get married or not. Yeah, yeah I budgeted <laughs> I that. Go do my budget to see if we can get married. <laughs> <laughs> Give me some time. Yeah. You know what? I'm really good at budgeting considering I am a teacher that was just on strike. I took my kids to Thailand for the spring. I know. Her kids are traveling. All four, places. the four of them. The oldest one, he's get, working. So, but yeah. I get jealous because so I could budget that. I could budget like. Oh, my kids don't travel yet. I could budget. I, I like, Carrie's very much like, Carrie and I have very similar parenting styles, I think where we're very no-nonsense with our kids. And, like, we're going to live the life that we want to live, and we're going to kind of bulldoze, and we're going to try to do the best we can to make sure you're comfortable yeah. and we're meeting your needs and your emotional needs, but you need to live this life. And we were very – I remember once uh, when Ginger Hair was crying, you surprised my kids because you're like, oh, your life is so hard. Oh, yeah. oh what a Oh, you poor little, you pobrecito. Oh, look at your hard, hard life. Yep. I heard a story. <laughs> my once. kids were so surprised. Like, oh my gosh. And yeah. Like, she loves him. It's just. I heard a story once yeah. at all these, like the same kind of similarity yeah. where all the kids were adopted and there was one biological yeah. and they were so pissed off that they didn't have two moms. <laughs> like, yeah. They were like, it's not fair. Yeah. It's not fair that you're my biological mom. Yeah. Like, yeah. so not fair. Well, with, when, Ginger, when we brought Ginger Baby home, Lefty was like two. He yeah. was obsessed, like obsessed yeah. with this little boy. Like he, we could not get him. He's like always in his personal space. Yeah. And one day he just started sobbing, like, truly was just sitting on the couch and all of a sudden just sobbing and i'm like lefty what's wrong you didn't adopt him i'm like no he came out of my tummy remember and he's like that means someone can come take him away and give him back oh and i'm like oh sweetheart that's not how it works he's stuck with us for life it's so funny i'm like we didn't get to pick him we got to pick you you are the lucky ones but in his little two-year-head two-year-head brain was the bigs are going home and now this one's going to go home. Yeah. And then it's just going to, I'm going to be stuck with just you and, and sexy hair over here. I'm yeah. going to have a miserable life. <laughs> so, that is so sad. Yeah. It was really sad. I will tell you that my kids, though. so my kids will say, oh, I feel so sad for, for Ginger Boy. And I'm like, why? And they go, because the others look like each other and he doesn't. He doesn't. And he's, he is so funny because they're adopted and he's. He's the birth baby, but he doesn't look like he belongs. No, him and my oldest, I call him bookends. So when people like (laughs) remark on why we all look so different, 
I'm like, oh, no, it's okay. My bookends look like me and then the middles look like dad. Yeah. <laughs> and so people are like, oh, yeah. So I kind of point out the pattern yeah. to them because I finally got past that point where I like, I don't, I don't need to explain their story to no. them anymore. And honestly, if you see them all together, you're kind of like, oh, there's some weird genetics going on, but okay. Oh, yeah. It, it, yeah. It works out. Yeah. So like. That's kind of cool that you get to hide. Like there's no yeah. hiding for us. Yeah. There's no hiding at all. And like, we took We go in- somewhere and we're the trifecta. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, quadfecta now because we have black kids with white people. We have twins, which is already something that people are excited about. And then we have a crazy, like, brain damaged kid running around that's going <laughs> crazy. They're just like, oh, we remember you. You came here last week. Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. us. Um, the market we go to all the time, every time we get in line, they already start rolling their eyes like, oh, God, here comes the people with the two shopping carts. <laughs> and when I pull up, they're like, where's your army? I'm like, at home. That's why it only took me an hour to shop today. Oh, my gosh. It's the worst. Because they're so used to yeah. the, like, because they already know the rules. Like, if there's nobody else in the aisle, yeah. my kids are going to pretend they're ninjas. But if there's somebody <laughs> else in the aisle, they know to, like, stay with us and just be, yeah. like, quiet ninjas. Because there's just too many of them. They're like. Five. There's five. There's so like, the oldest like, is 18. The oldest is 18. Yeah. Is five. Five. And I often Oy. think, I often explain that we were without kids for so long to help us grow into being like good enough people to have kids. Like for, for my, because my mom and dad were amazing. They were mm-hmm. so good. Like when my husband talks about his terrible childhood, I'm like, yeah, no, I don't know what that means. Or nope, never had that problem. You know, I just didn't. I was very blessed. And that's how I wanted to be for my kids. So I felt prepared when the littles came and mm-hmm. then the bigs. But I think that Ginger Boy, I feel like God gave us Ginger Boy, not for us, but for my oldest. Because my oldest, like I told you, yeah, that the bigs are fiercely private. Like they, yeah. they, and the way they talk, they sound like cavemen. They're like, how was today? It's like. Yeah, that's teenage boys though too. Yeah, but yeah. they've always been like that. Yeah. Like very soft spoken. Like I cannot hear. And my family have two volumes. We have loud and louder. Oh, come here. So these yeah. boys come in our house and it's like, I'm sorry, what? What? Huh? <laughs> One more time. Um. So the oldest is not affectionate at all. Like even when birth mom calls and is like, I love you. He's like, "Uh uh-huh. Like he doesn't, he's not affectionate at all. I have told this kid every day for six years, I love you. And I got a text like six months ago and I was like, oh my God, I got a text that says, let me (laughs) screenshot that. Um, You need to Snapchat. But I could catch him like Mm -hmm. sitting on the couch holding Ginger Baby and being like, oh, he adores him. I love you so much. Yeah. You're my best buddy in the whole world. Yeah. And he like, um, because, you know, we stalk our kids on Facebook. Yeah. Secretly. And I would check his Facebook like every now and then and there would be no mention of any of us. But like tons of pictures yeah. of Ginger Baby, like the, I always, I always say that. Like yeah. I had that baby, not for us. He was for the oldest because he brought. I mean, the oldest is still like he's a great kid and he's he still is. sweet. But the way he shows love to the other littles in our house, he like antagonizes them and picks <laughs> on them and like makes them mad and stuff. Yeah. But with that one, it's always been you're my best buddy. I love you. He's almost and, learning how to be, this sounds like a weird way to say it, but learn how to love to be yes, a father yeah. in the future. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Because yeah. he's he's not like that at all it's, with anybody else. You could see like, I remember when we, when Ginger Baby kind of first appeared, he would always be hovering around mm-hmm. like ready to take him, like pick him up, carry him, mm-hmm. be around him. And how like, old was he when Ginger Baby? He was 13. 13? He was yeah. 13. Yeah. So the, I will say, I think the eldest avoids me. Because when I get around him, I'm like, all right, let's talk. What's going on in your life? What are you doing? What's happening? Yeah, he has all the different difficult questions and his caveman answers don't, yeah, no, uh-huh. Bro. 
Yeah. I will, he doesn't say bro. That's good. No. But like, I will grill him when I see him. Like, what's your girlfriend doing? Yeah. What's, what what's going on? Christmas? Where are you going to go to school? What are you going to do? Why? Why is this? <laughs> Oh geez. <laughs> she laughs because he's not. It's like no. a barricade of questions. He's, yeah, he that poor thing. He, no. they, they, yeah, they're just fair. They just yeah. don't talk about that. They just don't want to talk no. about anything. But him. His, so when the oldest was adopted, he actually brought his girlfriend to the adoption hearing. Mm. Like, at he the time, me, can it, I? His girlfriend at the time. Yeah. He's like, can she come? I'm like, it's your adoption hearing. You tell me who you want there, and yeah. they're there. And he wanted everybody. So we brought the littles, my mom, girlfriend. He was very ready to be adopted. He told he told them at court, yeah. I want to be adopted. Yeah. Because they teenager? asked him. He was a teenager. And yeah. they no, asked Moody him. teenager. What was his Moody story? teenager was kind of like eh. I think he's very similar to Bella emotionally in that there's a logic of why I should be doing this, but there's a heartbreak that I can't yet formulate the words for. But court was not fun. It no, fun. no, it's never fun. No. Birth mom was like, it's nothing personal, okay? And I'm like, okay. And then we go into court and the things they're saying, I'm like, dude, that's super personal. <laughs> what happened? I thought we were buddies. I know. That was me. I still like her. I do. I'm. You're nicer than I am. I do. I mean, I talk to her every time we, because we still, so we signed a, a post-adoption agreement. That was the only way we could get birth mom to finally be like, fine, I'm not going to fight it anymore. Okay. And in our post-adoption agreement, we have visits every other month, but she still calls every day. So I wind up now talking to her more than the big do. <laughs> <laughs> when we go on visits, the bigs have their phones in their hand and they're beep, beep, boop, 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 yeah. boop, doing all their stuff. And she and I are visiting like, oh, so how's work? You know, how's this oh happening? Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Can they choose not to do it if they wanted to? They, well, hmm, that's a complicated question. So, Well, I mean, eldest technically could because he's 18. So here's the thing. When they were still foster kids, oldest didn't want to go anymore. He was like, I don't want to go. And I'm like, too bad, so sad. You're going anyways. And he was like, no, I hate her. I'm mad, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, and you're also a teenager, so your brain is not done growing. And I don't ever want you to have the opportunity to look back at me and be like, this is your fault. I don't have a relationship with my mom. And I was like, so I don't care how mad you are. You are going. You are taking every single phone call. You're going on every single visit. I don't care. And he's like, well, I'm going to tell my social worker. I'm like, you go right ahead because you don't live with her. You live with me. <laughs> and so I made him go yeah. to every single visit, take every single phone call, um, when she would give him gifts, even though they weren't like the best gifts in the world, like I told him, you need to be thankful. You understand like she's living a tough life right now. Those gifts are given with love, with all that she can. So you need to be grateful, thankful. You pretend like you love it. And then when you get home, you can do whatever, whatever you want with it. I don't care. It's yours. Toss it, donate it, whatever you want. I don't care. And so now, even if they, they, they don't always take her calls. So if I can, they'll be like, I don't want to talk to her. And I'll be like, oh, they're online, which they usually are. Yeah. Because Moody, Moody Teen is like all about... Uh, Fortnite? No, Minecraft oh. is now... It's coming back. Oh, gosh. Again? So, but Fortnite, right? Um, that means your Moody Teen and my Tony are going to be playing again once oh Tony Lord. gets his privileges back. So, mm, If yeah. he ever gets them back. So, I will tell you, that's how I find out what's going on a lot with your Moody Teen, is he and Tony talk. Ooh. How, how far... Are they the same age? What year is he born? 2000? Uh, 2005. So he's a year older than Tony's. Bella's age. Yeah. And Bella... Every time she sees him, oh my God, she thinks she's over him. And then she sees him again. She's like, ah. Oh. She's like, I love him. Wait, wait, wait. Which like one is Bella that. like? Moody. Teen. Moody teenager. So I'm very lucky. My kids are really cute. And I can say that yeah. there's a little bit of bias, but truly like four of them, I didn't make them. Yeah. Like, well, that's how I feel. They're, they're super cute. Like yeah. they do not my, have my genes. The, they are freaking cute. That's not so much. <laughs> However, his littleness makes him cute, but the girls are like photogenic, yeah. beautiful. Yeah. And I'm like, that's not us because we're what? 
Yeah. <laughs> now, Ginger Baby is cute in person, but yeah. not photogenic. So, like, in his pictures, he has, like, this, his head looks, like, giant. He always has his mad face, but I love Or he's got, like, his fingers in his, yes. in his mouth. So cute. Or he's, like, busting poses and stuff. So he doesn't come yeah. across cute in pictures typically. He's still little. He'll except for there. his, like, orange hair. Yeah. Like, his orange hair is, like, a beacon of, hey, come touch my head. Yeah. Where we live, especially, yeah. like, at the playground, like, every girl is like, can I touch your hair? <laughs> and he's like, so, it's so funny, because now he's at the point, where, like, I don't want people touching me. And I'm like, yeah. oh, so then tell them that. But then at night, he's like, mom, can you rub my head, please? <laughs> like, I don't want people touching you. I only want you to touch me. I'm like, you little weirdo. Yeah. <laughs> little weirdo. Okay, so the, so the teens have a working, yeah. somewhat healthy relationship with bio mom. Kind of, yeah. Yes or no? That's an interesting conversation. So yeah. Moody Teen is starting to pull away. Mm-hmm. The oldest one had pulled away a long time ago. Yeah. Like he would include her in things because I kind of forced him. Like when he graduated from high school, I was like, are you going to save a ticket for your mom? And he'd look at me and he'd wait a beat and he'd be like, okay, yeah. yeah. Got it. And I'd be like, okay. Because that's my fear. Like I don't, because I know like I've heard different speakers. There's yeah. like a Christian speaker I've heard where... She's like, I'm mad. I don't have a relationship with my birth family because my adoptive family kept me away from them. Yeah. And so I want my kids to look back on my husband and I, not as like these saviors who swooped in and saved the day, but yeah. as my parents love me enough to force me to have a relationship with someone who biologically produced me. Yeah. So they don't have to be best friends. That's what I tell them. Like, you don't have to love her. You don't have to like her. You don't have to be best friends. But when we're in the same place, you at least need to be respectful. You can tell her, like, I'm mad at you. Yeah. But be respectful yeah. about it. Like if you choose to cut her off as an adult, I want that to fully be your choice. A choice yeah. made from a brain that is fully developed. Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't want to be that the reason they have therapy. Yeah. <laughs> Although yeah. I am the reason yeah. they have oh, therapy. Oh, but that's what but... I tell my kids all the time. Like we're in the market and they're like having meltdowns and stuff, the littles especially. Yeah. Oh, you're so mean. You won't buy me, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, don't worry, when you grow up, you can tell your therapist all about how mean I am. <laughs> Heather and I are making lists to cut down. The amount of time it's going to take. We just make a list and be like, here you go. Here's for the therapist. Yes. That oh, way. that's a great idea. Yeah. Like a little checkbox. Yeah. start. You know, conversation starters with a yeah. therapist. Yeah, like sexy hair, he loves to tell me I mean We should all make the a time. tabletop. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. No, sexy hair, he likes to, he tries to hurt my feelings. So he'll be like, you're mean. And I'm like, no, I'm not. Yes, you are. I'm like, no, you're wrong. I'm not mean. I'm the meanest mommy in the whole wide world. And so Lefty on his Mother's Day card said, I love you so much. You're the meanest mom in the whole wide world. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God, I love it. And he had this big smile. And he's like, you love it? You really love it? <laughs> and his teacher was like, I, I didn't know if I should let him write. I'm like, no, it's a running joke in my house. Yeah. <laughs> and so stuff like that, you know. I'm waiting for them to be one day like, you're not my real mom. And I'm be like, oh, yes. I for real wiped your butt until you were in like in third grade. Yeah. That Yes, I am your real mom. I have the ownership paperwork to prove it yeah oh. i will tell you um there is a secret dream that bella and moody teenager will fall in love and carrie and our families can be joined together i don't know if moody teenager can handle <laughs> i, I think know. they're the perfect match well, because she's gonna railroad him with her conversations and then yes. he never has to talk yes but he's more sensible than she is no so, i wouldn't you I, don't think so do you know how much money that boy has spent on fortnite Oh, but he's like, know, I'm gonna sell my profile for a thousand dollars. I almost like fell out of my chair laughing. I'm but like, you know what? what? He's got a, a bad plan, but a plan. Bella he just spends it on candy. Like, <laughs> <laughs> That's I kind of want to see all your family interact now. They're interesting. Bella's gotten a lot more self conscious 
And yeah. also as her feelings and hormones change as being a teenager, every time she's around him, it's ridiculous. Yeah. She and gets- then the littles are like of a different like development. So like yeah. when we went over recently and yeah. we went swimming, moody teenager and your big kids, yeah. they played in the middle of the pool. And then I just kept the littles off to the side. Yeah trying to not let them drown if Anna had been there Anna was already in Vegas if Anna had been there she probably would have stayed she would have stayed with us yeah because she loves ginger boy too she does they oh. all do they want to all hold him and be around him he's so he he's cute he's so cute it's the orange hair they all kind of have their favorites though because I know Bella's second favorite is lefty yeah like that's her second favorite and then I think for Anna it's sexy hair yeah and then for Tony it's moody teenager like just as like their buddies, like who they yeah. is. But Lefty, he doesn't do it anymore. It makes me so sad. But Bobby and I had a joint name. The Bobby Heather. Bobby Heather. Bobby Heather. The Bobby Heather. <laughs> Bobby Heather. Bobby Heather. No, they still call you he, from time to time. Yeah. When so, I'll be saying so. Oh, like when I told him, "Hey yeah. guys, so I'm gonna go on a podcast, and I'm gonna be talking about our adoption story. Do I have your permission?" And Moody Teenager was like, "No, absolutely not." And I was like, "But this is about me, not you, stupid." <laughs> But I didn't. I was like, come on, dude. It's about my journey. You play like a little teeny tiny part in it. And he was being a teenager. And then they asked me, well, who's the podcast with? And I'm like, well, with Auntie Heather. And he was like, the Bobby Heathers or a different Heather? And I'm like, the Bobby Heathers. And he was like, okay. And Sexy Hair was like, you can tell them anything you want about me. And I'm like, nafo. (laughs) If I can't talk about everybody equally, then you're all going to have code names. And Okay. So this is a question we ask everybody. What do you wish you would have known before you got into the adoption fostering process? God, I don't know. I I, I honestly don't know. Yeah, I mean, this doesn't answer your question, but like people ask me now, like, so now that you know you can get pregnant, do you want to get like have more real babies? I'm like, uh, all my babies are real. None yeah. of them are Pinocchio. <laughs> They're all yeah. humans. None of them have strings. No one's named um, Alexa. And I'm like, I would like more kids, but I'm going to do it the old-fashioned way. And they're like, well, what does that mean? I'm like, you know, foster adopt. It's <laughs> so much easier than being pregnant with a catheter attached to my leg. Because uh, you did put it on pause for a while. The, like you, like us, became unlicensed. Or did no, you stay we're licensed? unlicensed now. Yeah. We're unlicensed now because I was like, bro, we, we don't have any more space in our house. <laughs> and at one point. One and Courtney is probably like, technically, you could have one more baby. Yeah, no, I think like our old, one of the old county workers. Yeah called us and I'm like dude how are you even calling me like I talked to Quinania and I remember her telling me oh because we're so desperate they've changed the rules now you can have three kids per room oh my gosh and you have three in one room and two in the others and I was like you try to convince the bigs yeah I need to let another baby in here and so I sprang it on them once just like out of curiosity and my oldest was like can I sleep in the attic (laughs) if you want to die sure why not I was like no we won't get any yeah we're talking about like when we're old and gray and just be like Gammy and grandpa or something to like some babies that need emergency placement. But what what I what do I wish I knew now? God. I feel really lame. I don't I will say Carrie's one of the most uh fully knowledgeable people with Aww, adoption. She's just being nice to me because I can't. Because I'll be like, Carrie, I don't know what to do. She's like, Heather, okay, this is what you need to do. You need to call, you need to ask for wraparound care. You need to ask I'm like, Yeah. What? <laughs> you know? And- I think okay. So maybe not something I needed to know, but maybe something I should have done. When Moody Teenager was having the troubles he was having, I wish I had asked for more help from the beginning and I had been more vocal about the kind of work, that kind of help they were Mm. giving us. Because like one of the therapists, the stuff that they recommended, it just made everything worse. Mm. And instead Mm -hmm. of saying, 
hey, this is dumb. It's not working. Yeah. We just went along with it. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing that I apologize to all the boys all the time. Like, look, we are not perfect parents. We make lots of mistakes. But know that even in our dumbest mistakes, it was always from a place of love. And some of the extremely dumb mistakes we made were because a the therapist told us to do it. Like, yeah. just so you know that. And they just kind of rolled their eyes and, you know. And then the last question, and it's a life debate that Heather and I will forever have. Do you fold your underwear or you don't fold? Although I think I already know the answer to this because you're too much like Heather. Uh, I want to, what do you think? I'm thinking you're fold. I do fold unless I don't have, I spent all my time folding everything else and then I just like shove it. But that like happens 1%. So 1%. I even fold my kids underwear, even though I know they're going to put it in the drawer and the next day it's all going to be on the floor. I fold everything. Yeah. Fold. And I have like a triple, like they all fold exactly the same way. Yeah. Like all yes, yes, exactly. And then I fold my husband's undies the same way. Yeah. Like in, in. Mm-hmm. And then flip, half. Flip. No, not half. No, you do, you I do, do triples. Oh, you do triples? I do a triple. I do a triple on mine and do halves on Bobby's because he likes to stack them. I, I can't this conversation. I roll. Over. I roll my husband so that the elastic's on top. Oh, so he can nice. see which brand it is because you know how like yeah, they all have like brands, different yeah. kinds. Like hug the butt the wrong one way. Rub your leg pit the other way. Y'all complicate life, man. It's, I don't think it complicates life. I don't know. Fold, fold, triple, triple thing. What? what? I'm just saying. She's got five kids and she folds all their underwear. I don't fold all their underwear. Oh, you don't fold the big The big do their own laundry. Oh, yeah. And sexy hair is learning to do his own laundry. Oh, that's good. Yeah, my three. See, that's the thing. Once you can get them to do their own laundry, it makes life so much easier. Sexy hair wants to fold his own stuff, but then it looks like a hot mess. And I'm like, dude, that's not even going to fit in the drawer. (laughs) But I'm like, at some point, I just have to be like, fuck it, it's yours. Do it. Yeah. It is. It, it takes a while. Like I, I fought, not fought, but it took a lot of training for Tony and Anna to get to folding correctly. Bella got it right away. But I found this. Kids who have difficulties with learning in other areas, other simpler tax, tasks they'll excel at because it's just, it's a control issue. Yeah. I can fold perfectly. I can, I can control this. And so they can do it perfectly. Yeah. But yeah, I fold. Yeah. It was great meeting yes. It was Mary. so like, much Thank you for so coming much. in. Like, yeah, I'm not ready to so go good. home. I don't have kids screaming and yelling and popping <laughs> on me. I got to have like adult conversations. I know. About my kids. Just <laughs> to have adult conversations. So we talk about when they're not around. We talk about them. I know. Yeah. But I really do appreciate you being vulnerable and sharing your story. Anytime. And yeah. thank you. Thank you so much for supporting Heather in this journey. I know it's so hard to do this journey alone. And yeah. it's nice to know that she isn't supported because by you supporting her, <laughs> You supported me. <laughs> so thank you so much for being a support for the Dragon All right. Yeah. I hope we can come back and talk about all the other stuff. Yeah. Teenagers. About our kids getting married. <laughs> <laughs>